Good morning, good morning, and happy Sabbath, everybody. God is so good. God is so great. God is so awesome. It is indeed an honor to be back again on this platform. This is a beautiful day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I am so thankful and so honored to be able to be on this here platform this morning to be able to just share a word from the Lord, um, to be able to just minister to his saints and actually to be ministered to. Um, and so I am just so elated at the fact that we are here. So I just want to encourage you to go ahead and share this message, share this page, share this link, let your friends know, let your family know, um, let them know that we are here. We are still pressing on, come on somebody, that we're still moving uh, forward by in the name of Jesus. So go ahead and share this with your friends, with your co-workers, with your colleagues. Let them know that we are still alive and well. I just want to welcome um, everybody's here. Uh, everybody here. I uh, want to welcome you here for those that are visiting um, this page for the first time. We want to say welcome. Thank you for being here with us. We understand and know that you could have gone somewhere else, 
but you are here with us and we want to say welcome and thank you so much. Uh, we also want to just welcome all of our family that have been joining in week in and week out, um, letting you know that uh, we do appreciate you, um, even in the midst of this COVID, all the struggles that we're experiencing, uh, but yet you're dedicated, you're faithful, and you are still here. So we want to say thank you so much for joining in with us on this beautiful, beautiful Sabbath morning. Um, I do have just a couple of announcements that I want to share with you um, before we get into our prayer requests. Again, we want to encourage you to start logging those prayers in as my wife is um, sitting over there. She's standing by. She's ready to log those down so that we can pray over those special uh, prayer requests. Um, so we want to just encourage you now as we go forward um, to remind you of our meeting on Monday, just some of our members that we are meeting Monday. Our board meeting is on Monday. We have our uh, finance committee meeting on Sunday at, at four o'clock. We want to encourage you to be there for that. Um, also, also, we want to encourage you that on today we are having our Sabbath school time for our youth. Um, they'll be meeting VA on the virtual um, platform. And so you know how to access that. So we will be having um, Sabbath school today um, on the virtual um, platform. So we encourage all of our youth, all of our young people to be a part of that special time. Also, we wanna encourage you on today at 12 noon, um, we have our, um, our president's perspective. Amen. This is our president's perspective where our very own President Roger Benoit will be the keynote speaker for that special message today starting at 12 noon and it will go on um, every week, um, every Sabbath um, until the end of the month. So you can um, continue to feast on the manna from heaven um, as we hear from our president, um, Elder Roger Bernard. Um, also, we want to encourage you as we move forward, amen, um, that our discipleship class will be taking place today. You know how to access that. Um, we encourage you to um, tap into that ministry to be a part of that as well. Again, we're so excited to be here um, at Tabernacle of Praise, where we're able to just worship the Lord in the um, spirit of beauty um, and holiness, to be able to just know that there is a God, even in the midst of all that is going on in the world. It is a beautiful thing to know that there is a God that we can connect with, amen? And so as you write your prayers down, um, as you continue um, to log those prayers down, um, we ask that you, as you do that, that you remember um, Elder Harris in prayer. We wanna ask that you will remember um, the Harris family. Um, we ask that you will also remember um, the William family, ask that you will cover them, keep them in your prayers. Um, and we're also asking that you will remember the Alexander family, keep Brother Darrell Alexander in prayer as well. Um, and so at this time, we do want to turn it over to our stewardship piece, um, and we'll come back as we pray over these special prayers. Sister Lakita. Good morning, everybody, and I hope that you will enjoy our presentation today and our goal is to remind us that we are each other's keepers and we take care of each other.
We can only do it together. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, um, Sister Lakita. Um, we are so thankful again that we're able to come and visit with you on this platform. Um, we know that God is a very present help in the time of storm. And so as we gather here today, um, and as your prayer requests are coming in, um, we are just so thankful and so privileged that we're able to take these matters um, before the Lord, that we're able to call on him. God is a, is a healer. He is a answer to our prayers. Um, and so we're so thankful today that we can call on him and that we can seek his face, that we can spend this time with him um, today. Um, there is so much going on in the land. There's so much happening um, right now, as I mentioned earlier, um, individuals that we need to pray for, things that we need to pray for right now, um, the country, um, the state of this world, even this platform um, is really presenting um, to be a challenge to even membership. Um, let's just be honest. Um, it's a challenge and it is a struggle um, to even just zoom in at times, to even log in. Some of us don't have access. Some of us don't have this, this access. I remember um, as we are still logging down these prayer requests, I remember when um, COVID first started and they first started the online um, school. And um, I realized in a very shocking way that there were individuals that didn't have access to the internet, um, blown away in 2020, um, having access myself and, and my family and having it for, for a while now, um, realizing that in 2020, that there are individuals that still don't have access to the internet, that there are individuals that still don't have access to food, that there are individuals that are still struggling. Um, and you would think that in the world that we live in with all the technology and the uh, advancement of science and all of this, that we would be further along than where we are. The truth of the matter is we have a long ways to go. We have a long ways to go. Um, and so there is a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of struggles in the world. And so we wanna lift those prayers up. We wanna lift those concerns up. We wanna lift those uh, matters up um, before the Lord. Um, as my wife is um, steady logging those down, um, just wanna encourage you um, that there is a lot, uh, that there is a food giveaway today um, for those that are able, as actually going on right now. So um, after this message, after this time together, if you want to partake in that, um, you know, you will be more than happy. Uh, we'll be more than happy for you to do that. Um, again, we thank you so much for your time. Um, now, as my wife uh, bring those requests, amen, um, we'll take those matters before the Lord. And thank you so much. Amen. Um, this morning, we want to lift up um, Brother Daryl Alexander. Again, we want to remember the Williams family, continue to cover them. Um, the Harris family, Sister Teresa wants us to pray for Dad Harris, his health, the challenges, Christy, 
um, Bland, want to remember her, Corey Cole. Um, for more, um, we want to ask for heal healing and location for um, healing for him. Um, we also want to pray for my family. Amen. Continue to cover my wife and my children. I ask that we will remember Alvina in prayer. She wants us to pray for healing for her family as well and herself, and that her family will desire a closer uh, walk with the Lord. We also want to remember Sister Karen Lewis and her prayer requests, praying for health, um, well-being, salvation. Um, we again, we want to lift up um, Brother Alexander, um, again, the Williams family and their health. We want to pray for the Pruitt family, my aunt, um, Jackie. I um, want to remember um, her in a very special way, the Lee and the Brinkley family. Remember Yvette Hodges' prayer um, for um, Sister Jean, um, who lost her husband. want to ask that we remember her in prayer as well. And all of those that are battling with hurt, um, battling with loneliness, and um, battling with this here virus, this COVID um, that is um, just sweeping the land. And even those states and those cities that have lifted the mask wearing. Um, there was so much going on on so many different planes and so many different levels. Um, some believe this, some believe that we're just in a place today. Um, and so we just want God to step in and keep us in these last and evil days. So at this time, if you don't mind bowing your heads with me as we approach the Lord in prayer, let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we are so thankful for what you have done, um, what you are doing and what you are about to do. As always, it is indeed a privilege and an honor to open up our mouths and to bless your name. Again, God, without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we recognize, Father, that it is nothing that we've ever done, but it's all that, it, but it's because of what you have already done, that we are able to stand on this platform and be able to come boldly before your throne. And so we take nothing for granted, Father, but in all things we give thanks. We give honor and we give glory unto you, the only wise God. And so as we lay our petitions and make them known to thee, we ask that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ask that you will forgive us of our sins and help us to reflect you in everything we say and everything that we do. So, Father, as we lay before you these many prayer requests, we lift up before you, Brother Daryl Alexander a young man, single man who was struggling right now with health issues, um, who was traveling great distances, oh God, just to get medical treatment. We ask that you will bless him, Father God, financially. We ask that you will bless him, Father God, with individuals that will surround themselves around him and be able to be a support system to him, oh God. We ask that you will also be with the Williams family, oh God. We ask that you will cover and keep them as they're battling with health challenges as well. Lord, you know the ins and the outs of all of our situation. There's nothing that we could ever say, Father God, that will surprise you or that will throw you off guard. Because you see the end from the beginning. You know the very hairs on the the number of hairs on, on our head. You know what we are going to say before we're even going to say it. Um, but yet you still admonish us, oh God, to make our petitions known before you. And so, Father, this is an act of faith. 
believing that you hear us, knowing that you will answer us, oh God. And so we're asking that you will cover the Williams family. We also ask that you will be with the Harris family this morning, oh God. They need you right now, oh God, in a very special way. We ask that you will cover Dad Harris right now, oh God, and we speak life over his body right now, oh God. We speak healing over his body right now, oh God, and we claim it by faith in the name of Jesus that you would do what you said you would do, oh God. We're asking also that you would be with Christy, oh God. We ask that you would be with Corey right now, oh God. Cover them in a very special way. Be with Sister Christy right now. You know what she's dealing with. You know what's ailing her right now. We ask that you would cover Brother Cole this morning, who was battling health challenges this morning, oh God. We ask that you would do this, Father, because if you don't do it, it, it cannot and shall not, will not get done. We're asking, oh God, that you will be with the Elliott family this morning. We ask that you will cover Sister Alvina right now. Be with her family. Cover her health, oh God. Be with her self-esteem right now. We're asking that you will walk with her and that you will talk with her, oh God, and that you will let her know that she belongs to you right now, oh God. I ask that you will just heal her body right now. We're asking in the name of Jesus, oh God, for her to experience, and not just her, oh God, but her entire family will experience a closer walk with you. We're asking right now, Father, that you will cover the Lewis family. We know, Father, that all things work together for the good of them who love you and who are called according to your purpose. And so, Father, we believe right now that the Lewis family, oh God, is called. We ask that you will cover and keep them right now, oh God. We ask that you will walk with them in their health issues and their well-being, their salvation, oh God. They're seeking salvation, oh God, to be saved not just from bills, oh God, saved not just from landlords and saved from mortgages, not just from car notes, oh God, not just from even our health, but we want to be saved so that we can be with you in the earth made new, oh God. We want to walk with you. We want to experience you, Father, in a very real and in a very powerful way. And while we appreciate you covering us with our bills and our health, we thank you, Father. That's why we pray, oh God, because we're looking for deliverance. But ultimately, oh God, we're looking for your face to speak to us and to say to us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up a little bit higher, and I'll make you ruler over much. Father God, this is what we seek. This is what we desire, oh God, to walk with you and to experience you, oh God. We ask again that you will cover my family, oh God. Be with the Pruitt family. Cover my family right now. Be with the Pruitt family, the Lee family. We ask that you will cover the Brinkley family right now. Be with the Fields family, both near and far, oh God. We're asking that you will walk with our family, that you will raise us up, Father God, in the admonition oh, and fearing you, oh God. We praise you, oh God, for you brought us to this place in our in, in earth's history to be able to know you, God. So we're asking that you would do this in the name of Jesus. Again, we want to lift up before you, uh, Yvette, oh God. We ask that you will cover her right now. Be with the Gore family. Be with Sister Jean, who lost her husband right now. Father God, you know the devastation. 
You know what it's like to lose someone that you were so connected with. That I and the Father are one. You you understand what that's like, oh God, to lose a family member. But when your son Jesus laid on the cross, it broke you, oh God. And so we ask that you will cover this family, cover this woman, oh God. We ask that you will let her know that you have her. We also, Father, want to lift up a special prayer for Sister Miller this morning. Father God, you know what she is in need of today. You know what's pricking her right now, oh God. So Father, do what you do, oh God, in creating all of us a clean heart and and renew that right spirit within us. That wherever we go or whatever we do, oh God, your name will be glorified. We pray again for all those that have lost loved ones, all of those individuals that are struggling. And we also wanna thank you for those that have a made up mind. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen again. It is indeed a privilege and an honor to be able to open up our mouths and to bless his name. And it's also a privilege to know that all that we do, we do because God has the whole world in his hands. And so I just ask that you would be ministered to as Sister Beverly shared with us her musical gift as she sings to us. He's got the whole world in his hands. 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 He's got the whole world.
Amen, amen again. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me in his hands. He's got the little bitty babies in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. Thank you so much, Sister Beverly, uh, for that beautiful song selection. It is a blessing to know that we serve a God that has the whole world in his hands, amen, which tells me that he can handle whatever it is that we're experiencing in this world. Amen, thank you so much. At this time, we do wanna just go ahead and share with you um, the message for today that God has laid on my heart to share with you, um, found in the book of Genesis chapter four, a very familiar story in the Bible. I'm sure you know the story. I'm sure you're familiar with the story, um, but I just ask if you can turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter four, um, and we'll start with verse one and read all the way down to verse eight. Again, that's Genesis chapter four. Um, we wanna start with verse one and we'll read down to verse Eight. And the Bible says that now Adam and Eve, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother, Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the first fruit of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance failed. The Bible goes on to say in verse six that, so the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? And if you do well, you will not be accepted. Uh, let me read that again. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And his desire is for you, but you shall have rule over it. Verse eight, now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Today, we had entitled our talk for today, The Power to Press Through the Pressure. Power to Press Through the Pressure. But I want to add a little bit more to this text. I want to I wanna just put something in front of it and make it a little bit more personal and entitled this message, you 
have the power to press through the pressure. I want to thank my wife for her support, her love, and her encouragement. I want to thank her for uh, being my ride or die. Amen. Um, and so we want to just take a, a brief look at what we're dealing with today. You know the backdrop. You know the story. But before we jump too deep into it, I just want to ask if you can bow your heads once again as we approach the throne of grace. Father God, again, we thank you for this privilege, this opportunity that you have given us yet again to be able to come before you. We ask now, oh God, that you will take total control over my thoughts, over my actions, over my words, that everything that is said here today will be straight from the throne of God. Into your hands, Father, I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen again. Uh, a, a beautiful passage, lovely story. I know some will say, well, we'll make it so loving, uh, Pastor. Um, this brother just killed um, his brother. There's murder here. Well, my thing, the thing is, is that when you look at the book of Genesis in its entirety, um, you see here there is a lot of firsts. Uh, there is a lot of first taking place, the first marriage, uh, uh, the first sin, uh, uh, the first disobedience, the first murder, uh, uh, the first family. That, that There is a lot, and I could go on and on and on uh, what, uh, about the book of Genesis, but when I look at this story right here, as sad as it may be, it seems to me that sometimes we overlook what God is really saying in the story. Now, if you don't mind, I would like for you to just bag up with me and let's just kind of walk through um, what this conversation uh, that is taking place here in Genesis chapter four. Now, I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible has it entitled Cain murders Abel. Yeah, that's what mine says. Yours may say it too. Uh, but it starts out by saying as, as though everything about what is taking place in Genesis chapter four, uh, all the way down to eight or even going down to verse 15, is all about Cain killing Abel. Uh, but I just want to bag up a little bit. And while that is true, the passage is talking about Cain killing Abel, but there is so much more in this passage that I think that we it will behoove us to just take a moment or two, uh, sit down for a few minutes, and be able to feast off of some good out of this. Because I think it's very important, my brothers and sisters, as we go through these last days, and even in the midst of this pandemic, with all the pressure with all of the problems, with all of the stuff that is taking place, I, we need to know that there is power even in the midst of a pandemic. And so as we look at this passage, the three things I want us to point out here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to politely get out of your way. Um, uh, so the first thing that I want us to understand is that, uh, recognize is, we have to recognize our need for change. 
Oh, yes, right there in verse 1 and 2. Uh, you may not have seen it, but, but let me help you out right here. Uh, verse 1 comes in here, and it talks about, it says, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore came and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. And so we see some excitement going on right here. Verse 2, we see here that then she bore again, this time, his brother Abel, now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Oh, you probably missed it, but let me help you out here. There is some excitement going on here. There is some, there is some joy going on here. But, 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 but the main thing I think we need to understand in this passage right here, these first two verses, is that is we need to recognize our need for change. You see, Adam and Eve, when we read the story of Adam and Eve in the garden, the reason why they are in the situation they're in is because they got kicked out of the garden. Now, one of the things that God told Adam and Eve when he made them or when he created them or when he made Adam and Eve, he told them that they need to be fruitful and multiply. But now one time in the garden, oh, I, may, I, I, I think you're following me now. Not one time in the garden story that we read here in Genesis where Adam and Eve was fruitful. Mm. You see, the fruitfulness didn't come by way of the garden. They didn't start becoming being fruitful until after they got kicked out the garden, which tells me that there had to be a change in their thinking. Uh, no longer were they thinking of self. Now they are about their father's business. Now they are multiplying. They are being fruitful because as I read my Bible, and you can go and check your Bible out, but as I read the stories of Adam and Eve, from this point forward. Each time Adam's name is mentioned, it is always after he has been uh, after he had been fruitful and adding to his quiver. Come on, somebody. Uh, Adam bears another child. Adam bears another child. Uh, he bears Cain. Cain, his firstborn, a uh, 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 wonderful child. And I'm sure at this point, uh, uh, Adam was so excited. Uh, uh, they were joyful. And, and, you know, and, and I can just imagine uh, Adam probably was reminiscing now. Now, let me just put a pen right there because somebody probably, you know, like to have those conversations. Well, well, how long after the garden did Adam and Eve conceive Cain? Well, the truth of the matter is, I don't know when the Bible hadn't told me so. So I'm not going to add my two cent nor three cent. All I know is, is that Adam and Eve, while they were in the garden, they were fruitful. But while they were outside of the garden, the Bible says they start bearing children. Adam and Eve, this wonderful parent, these wonderful parents uh, suggest to me that there was some teaching going on. Now they're changing their thought. Now there are some things once they thought about self, once when they when they once put self first. Now Eve is no longer having conversations now. Uh, the only time you hear the story of Eve again is when. She is now conceiving and bearing children. Now, again, as I mentioned a moment ago, they are obeying God's command. They're being fruitful. They're sacrificing. They're teaching. How do I know they're, they're sacrificing? Because they're teaching their sons the way of the Lord. And we know that they uh, 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 shared uh, uh, their 
their gifts and their talents and, and, and they talked with their children. They, they shared some things with them. And I'm sure just like with most parents, if not all parents, uh, you teach your children right from wrong. Now, I know we're living in some very difficult times and some very strange times. And, 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 some, and, and sometimes it appears as if the children are teaching the parents. Uh, uh, but the truth of the matter is uh, the parents ought to be teaching their children right from wrong letting them know about their history, letting them know about how they got to be where they are today. We have to understand that we have to teach our children that we didn't come here by way of monkeys or gorillas. We have to teach our children the ways of the Lord. Adam and Eve had to spend this time with their children. They had to teach them, which means they had to make a conscious decision to change from what they wanted to do to what God required of them to do. So not only, not only were they changed, did they recognize their need for change, but verses three, four, and five uh, reminds us now that they also had to recognize, we have to recognize that we're not in control. Uh, 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 here it is right here. Uh, we have to recognize that we are not in control. And in the process of time, uh, it came to pass that came brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought up the firstborn of his flock and of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Verse 5 goes on to say that, but he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance failed. You see, the problem that we have some in 2020, 2021, and, and, and you know, and even as humans, we feel like we are in control of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see, you see, we feel like we can say what we want, do what we want, live how we, you know, let's just be honest. Let's be honest. I traveled that path myself, so I could say that. And I know that we probably have some good self-righteous folk on the line today. Some folk may be viewing today and, 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 and you may feel as though that you have, that, that you have never uh, uh, taken the rein and you've never felt like you were in control of everything. Well, I believe it's about time that we start telling the truth truth and shaming the devil because the truth of the matter is we've all at some point experienced unless you're Jesus Christ I know that at some point you felt like you had it all under control you had it all wrapped up the problem that Adam that that that, that we see in this passage right here is that Cain and Abel both had sacrifices. Both, both, both were taught the ways of the Lord. Now, and, and that's and that's what I'm. That's what I like to say is that is, is that they were taught what they should do. Uh, uh, Adam and Eve uh, poured into these young boys what they should do because the Bible says here in verse three, and we run over this. It says, and in the process of time, it came to pass. Uh, in the process of time, in other words, this wasn't just some overnight sensation. This wasn't something that that uh, that uh, Cain and Abel just decided to do. But this right here, in the process of time, would suggest to me 
uh, that there was some event that must have been uh, on the horizon, that this is something that they were practiced. This is something that they did on a regular in the process of time. Now we have gotten to the point where it's time to make another sacrifice. So it's not like they didn't know what to bring. It's not like they didn't know how they ought to bring it. It wasn't like they didn't know that they should bring it. It very well could be that Cain got to the point where he felt as if I'm here again, giving of my fruit. You know how it is sometimes when you get your tithe, get, get your paycheck, and you look at what you have received and, and, and what you need to take care of, and then you have God over here on the other side of what you need to return back to God. And so you're looking at what you received. You're looking at what you need to uh, uh, take care of. And then you put God over here. And the truth of the matter is we need to put God right here in the center. When we receive our finance, we need to stop right there and thank God for what we have. Regard, don't even worry about how much. See, that's the problem we have. We want to look at how much we have. And then we start figuring out light bill, car note, gas bill and then we say you know what now we got to take care of our tithe and offering when the truth of the matter is family let me just let me just help us out because see this is the situation we find ourselves in when we try to put stuff take stuff on our own when we feel like we're in control and we try to manage everything we try to micromanage everything we try to we try to do stuff as though we have all the answers and the truth of the matter is you don't have all the answers uh-uh. No, you don't. I know. I know. I know some of us, we're born intelligent. I know some of us, we come from good stock. I get it. I realize that. But I just want to just put some heads to bed and tell the truth and shame the devil. You don't know everything. I know you think you know everything, but you don't know everything. And, and, and so here it is. Cain uh, felt some kind of way as he looked at what his brother brought. He looked at what he brought. And the, fi and the fact of the matter, it wasn't until it wasn't until God, God had an issue with what Cain brought. See, Cain felt like what he brought should have sufficed. A anybody ever been there? Uh, uh, Cain felt like, but uh, you know what? I'm giving my time. You should be happy. I just showed up. You should be just ha you should be happy at the fact that I'm even here right now, that I even tuned in to this YouTube Facebook page. You ought to just be excited right now that I'm still showing up. Well, let me just help somebody out. Uh, it's not enough to just show up because Cain showed up. But he showed up with the wrong attitude. He showed up with the wrong intent. He showed up with the wrong purpose. So, so the fact that you're here doesn't guarantee you a ticket in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Just trying to help you out here because I'm, I, I, I listen, 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 you know, not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord. So God sees everything. God, I, I don't know everything. I don't, I just preach what is given to me to preach. I just teach what is given to me to teach. I just say what God has given me to say. So I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's happening in your household, but God does. And it behooves you, my brothers and sisters, to take heed to the word of the Lord. Because as passionate as this thing is coming across my lips, hallelujah, I believe it is high time for us to start putting God first and get out of God's way and quit making it about you hallelujah this message right here uh, uh was given to me earlier in this week so i don't know 
I'm just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I, I really don't know. I'm not going to claim to be a prophet. I'm not going to claim to be someone that can stand here and tell you about your future. I'm not him. But what I can do, I can stand here and declare to you that we have to recognize that we're not in control. We can't just come to God any kind of way we want to. We can't just speak to God and his people any kind of way we want to. Cain showed up with his offering. Then let me go on here. But when he showed up, the Bible says here, but he did not respect Cain. In verse 5, the Bible said that God, God had an issue. The Lord, he respected Abel, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. Amen. And Cain was very angry and uh, at his and his countenance failed. Uh, uh, Cain uh, uh, was angry. Uh, God did not respect. The, the, the Bible says that God had an issue with, with, his, with his offering. Amen. With his sacrifice. Come on, somebody. And not only that, not only did he have an issue with his sacrifice or with his offering, but the Bible said he had an issue with Cain. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't enough that God had a problem with the offering that Cain brought, but God had a problem with Cain. My goodness, my brothers and sisters, I hope you hear me out there today. I hope you're understanding what is being said today, that not only was God uh, uh, had an issue with his offering, what he brought, he uh, had a offer. He had a problem with the one that brought it. My goodness, my brothers and sisters, let me explain something to you this morning. Uh, we have to understand and recognize that it's not just about the offering, but it's about the person. It's about the lifestyle. It's not enough to come to God half-baked. It's not enough to show up in God's presence with half uh, a half cock. We have to come to God with our whole heart. We have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, uh, holy and acceptable. This isn't just some one night wonder. This isn't something that we do because we want a pat on our back. We want some kudos and we want some hand claps. Uh, this is not what we do. Uh, if you are here because you want the praises of men, uh, then you're here for the wrong reason. And God has a problem, not just with your offering, but with you, my brothers and sisters. Oh, I'm just trying to help you out this morning. I'm just trying to get you into the right frame of mind uh, that when you show up to God's ministries, when you go up to God's presence, uh, you have to show up uh, with God on your mind uh, and move yourself out of the way. Cain made it about him. And the Bible goes on to say here that God didn't respect Cain and his offering and Cain became very angry. Cain became very angry at the fact that God did not accept his offering nor himself. And the Bible says he became angry and his countenance failed. Mm, hear me, my brothers and sisters. You see, we have to understand. I remember I remember when I was a child. I remember when I was a child. Um, uh, my dad, you know, I, my dad and I, we didn't have the best of relationships when I was a child. 
Okay, I want to make that very clear that when I was a child, uh, we did not have the best of relationships. Um, but I praise God that in my older days, my dad and I, we were able to connect and um, we were able to bond real well. And, and, and I must say that we had a, an, an awesome relationship after the fact. Oh, what we missed when I was younger. But, 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 but my point is, is that when I was a child, my dad and I didn't have the best of relationships. And so what I would do, because I couldn't beat my dad, I would go to school when I would cut up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody following me here with this text here. I will go to school and I will cut up. Here you see Cain who has an issue with God and because he can't be God, because he can't get to God, he got to Abel. And see, that's where the danger comes in, my brothers and sisters. We have to be careful because sometimes we push our anger, we take our frustration out on individuals that have nothing to do with you we take our issues out on individuals that had nothing to do with the conversation, that had nothing to do with why you are in the boat that you're in. But because we can't get to that person, we take it out on other folks. That's why even in marriages, you have marriages that are on the brink of, because there is frustration on the job. And because the person on the job uh, can't deal with the job, they come home and they take it out on the spouse. You you have parents uh, that take their frustration out on their children. You have children uh, that take their frustration out on drugs. You have individuals that do all kinds of stuff, and they're not really mad at you. They're really mad at somebody else. Cain had a problem at the fact that God did not accept his offering, did not accept him. But let me bag it up a little bit because we have to understand the reason why God didn't accept his offering. The reason why God didn't accept his sacrifice or didn't accept him because it was something that he didn't do right. You see, we don't want to recognize when we've messed up. We want to shift the blame and look at everybody else and blame everybody else instead of stopping and recognizing and asking the question, what did I do that brought this on me? What did I do uh, that caused this iniquity? What did I do? And quit looking at everybody else. It's so easy to look at everybody else. Oh, yeah. That's why before we step out the house, we comb our hair and brush our teeth. Come on, somebody, because we don't want folk to see us as right as we woke up in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's not our best. We want people to see our best. We want people to. That's why when I before I come on here, uh, that's right. I still iron my clothes. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> Because I want people to see my best. I'm there too. I'm not preaching just to you. I'm talking to me as well. We have to be careful that we don't allow our frustration uh, 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 be reflected to the wrong individual. We have to be mindful of our action. And if we're mad, if we're upset, if there was a problem, the Bible don't have a problem with you being mad or even being angry. The Bible says, be ye angry, but sin not. And some of us, we, we take that text to, and then we use it as a license to say whatever we want to say in any language we want to say it in. Somebody know what I'm talking about out there. But we have to understand and know <laughs> that we are not 
and control. Lastly, as I move on, uh, as we as we move on, uh, uh, verse six, verse six reminds us uh, 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 that we have to recognize our need for the cross of Christ. Come on, somebody. Here we go right here. That's why we got to end up with Jesus. Uh, uh, verse six says, so the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you shall rule over it. Verse eight goes on to say, now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. We have to recognize our need for the cross, my brothers and sisters, the cross of Christ. Cain had a problem and he took his frustration out on his brother. The Bible said the Lord had a conversation with Cain. It wasn't like Cain didn't have knowledge or uh, didn't, didn't have understanding. It wasn't like Cain didn't know what he was doing. It wasn't like any of that. Cain knew exactly what he was doing. My brothers and sisters, this is what we call premeditated murder because God said, why have your countenance fallen? If you do well, Cain, if you do what you know you should do, Cain, if you quit playing the fool, Cain, if you quit acting as if you have no home training, Cain, if you quit fronting like you are better than that, Cain, if you stop doing that stuff, Cain, if you stop smoking, Cain, if you stop drinking, Cain, do you not know if you stop acting foolish, Cain, that you will be able to overcome all of this? Because you have the power. This is what the text tells me. It says you should rule over it, Cain. If you simply just come to your senses and quit thinking, you can come to me any kind of way you choose. You need to recognize, Cain, that you need Jesus. You need to recognize, Cain, that you can't make it in this world by yourself, Cain. Cain had an issue with God. Cain had an issue with everybody but himself. He had an issue with Abel. And if I can just, just use my, uh, my, uh, my Holy Ghost mind, uh, he had an issue with his mom and daddy. He had an issue with the neighbor down the street. He had an issue with the neighbor next door. He had an issue and issues and issues with everybody but himself. You may know somebody like that, or you may be that somebody like that. That always blaming somebody else for your problems. Always blaming it's because I'm black. It's because I'm blue. It's because I'm green. It's because of this. It's because of that. But never is it because you're not applying yourself. Never is it because you're not taking the initiative. Never is it because of yourself. But it's always somebody else. And Cain had a problem. And so what I want us to understand today as I try to land this thing is that we need to recognize, my brothers and sisters, that we need Jesus, that we need the cross. We need Christ 
in our life because the text says if you do this do you not know that if you do not do well sin lies at the door and sin's desire sin's desire is to take total control of your life you heard it said before if you give the devil one inch he'll take two amen if you give him two he'll take three and pretty soon he'll be ruling your life hallelujah sin that's what sin does that's what that's what that does it, it lies at the door and it waits on you it waits and it waits you know we talk about patient uh, 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 the devil uh, uh, he sits and he waits patiently and he waits and at the right time when you get to that right moment in your mind and you start feeling some kind of way he says now was the time yeah now is the time for me to unleash my venom. And now you become angry, you become upset, you become mad. And my dad used to tell me all the time when I was a child, uh, I, I remember, um, and I told this before, I remember I got into it with a guy at school and, 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 and the, the um, teacher had to call my dad and my dad came up to the school and my dad says, son, why did you threaten to throw the boy out the window? And we on the second floor. Uh, I, I said, I said, he made me angry. He said, son, he can't make you angry. Can't nobody make you nothing. I had to realize that it was a choice. You can't make me and I choose. This was a choice. You have a choice. And the choice, my prayer is that you recognize, number one, that you need to make some changes. We all have to change there. And it's OK to change. It's all right to let go of some stuff that has held us bound for years. It is okay to change and allow that anger and that bitter and all of that hatred to just be washed away. It's all right to recognize that we don't have control. It's all right to put the control in the hands of one who can handle the control. And it's all right, my brothers and sisters, to recognize that we need Jesus in our lives. Because without Jesus, without Jesus, we can do nothing. Without Jesus, we're lost already. It is my prayer, my brothers and sisters, that something was said here today that would draw you closer to the Lord God Almighty. There may be somebody listening and tuning in today, and you're inquiring, how can I connect with you, Pastor? How can I reach you, Pastor? Well, we have a couple of ways, uh, but, but one of the, the most secure ways is to go to our top. You can email us at topsdachurch at att.net. You can reach us that way and somebody will reach out to you because we're in the days where we have to realize that there is so much happening right now that it won't be long. It won't be long. We'll be leaving this place. One day we will leave here. And it is my prayer that when we leave here, that we understand that we have that power to press through whatever circumstances. We have the power to press through the pressures of life. God has already told us that if you do well, if you mind my business, if you tend to my sheep, if you follow after my commands, then you will be able to make it through to the other side. My brothers and sisters, 
It is my prayer that we all arrive and that earth may new. Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you so much for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. We ask, oh God, that all those under the sound of my voice, all those that are tuning in to this platform, to this page, will make their calling and election sure. It is my prayer, oh God, that we will not live our lives in the way of Cain, but we will be drawn closer and closer to the way of the cross. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, family. I hope something was said that would draw you closer to Christ. Until we meet again, keep the faith and have a blessed, happy Sabbath. God bless you.